Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor May J. Gibbons Senior, coming to you this morning at our Sunday School Hour from On the Wall in Ministries here in Alpha Vista, Virginia. We thank God for you joining us this morning. We praise God as you join us uh, again at our Sunday School Hour and our Worship Hour. We are about to uh, enter into a, another uh, month, March, uh, beginning with Lesson 1 with our Spring Quarter, The Prodigal Son, coming out of Luke 15, chapter, verses 11 through 24. Uh, in our study, Jesus calls us out of Unit 1 call uh, from margins of society. That is our quarterly study in Unit 1. Our Lesson 1 aims is to be able to identify the younger son's choices, the outcome, each choice that he'd make, and then be able to identify each figure in the parable, how it represents in our real life, then make a plan to be able to confront his or her own resistance to receiving grace and forgiveness. So, beautiful lesson this morning as we look in our study. This morning, the prodigal son, March 5th, first Sunday, uh, we ask that you prepare for following our morning worship service, prepare for Holy Communion, have any type of bread or juice ready, so when we enter into Holy Communion following our morning worship, that we'll be ready. So let's get into our study again. Luke 15th chapter, verses 11 through 24. Our scripture read this morning, he said a certain man had two sons and the younger of them and his father said to him to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days that the younger son gathered all together and took a journey into a far country and there wasted his substance in riotous living. Verse 14. And when he had spent all, he arose a mighty famine in the land and began uh, to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk, and the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? And I will arise, and I go unto my father, and I will say unto my father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy high servants. And he arose and he came unto his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, bring forth the breast robe and, and, and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf, kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. That's the reading of his holy and his righteous word. We thank God for this great message this morning, the prodigal son. Again, as we study, we want to identify the younger son, uh, his choices, and the outcome of each of those choices, and then identify uh, each figure in the parable, how it represents in real life, make a plan uh, to be able to confront uh, our own resistance to receiving grace and forgiveness. So let us get into our introduction this morning. Uh, family reunions. Uh, 
Uh, do you look forward to the most recent family reunion and, and did the thought of attending bring dread? Uh, many families and their occasions are joyous as uh, multiple generations assemble themselves for conversation, celebration, and recollection frequently over a cherished family meal. However, other family situations are complicated and painful and at best, the relationships are within those families may feel cold and difficult to tolerate at times. And at worst, their relationships might be characterized by cruelty, mean-spiritedness, and even abuse. And such family systems hold and harmonious relationships seem unattainable. Shame and selfishness and, and is often being rooted in broken families. And scripture describes families who experience conflict for these reasons. Sometime in Genesis uh, in uh, chapter 21, 27, and verse 37. And with Jesus' depiction of this broken family, repeat these themes. Could he use these themes to change the hearts of his audience? In our context of our lesson this morning, the meaning and implications of parables have greatly been debated. And the Greek word for parable is uh, translated as a proverb. And uh, Septuagint, uh, the ancient Greek translation of the Old Testament, a form of the same Greek word is regarded as a song of warning or a proverb. And at that core, biblical proverbs compare something similar like an object or an experience to a truth about God and his work. Parables function of two levels, they, the literal reference and their spiritual implication. Jesus taught with parables to challenge his audience to consider the assumptions and attitudes of their and with their odds with God's work. So you got to look at those uh parables and how they relate to you. But today's text, uh, we frequently call parable of the prodigal son. While modern audiences sometimes use uh, designation prodigal to speak about the rebellion of the young son, but the word means reckless and wasteful and wasteful spending. This parable in the third series in Luke 15, other parables describes a lost sheep or a lost corn. All three parables include similar things. Something valuable is lost, the lost thing is found, and the celebration that ensues afterward. Jesus told the parables as a uh, response to criticism of the scribes and the Pharisees. And these groups were upset because Jesus received his sinners and he eateth with them. Throughout his ministry, Jesus associated himself with, uh, uh, associated with people whom the religious leaders considered as unclean or unworthy. These people included the publicans or and Jews who collected taxes and those tax collectors were hated and regarded as having betrayed their people. Another group Jesus uh, associated with were sinners. And the, uh, the title applied to people who failed to follow the law of Moses as interpreted by the leaders uh, in that day. Jesus' association uh, with these people were not limited to public gatherings. He shared meals with them before he sought the proper means of forgiveness and restitution prescribed by the law. His association with them was critical in his mission to seek those that are lost and to bring repentance and salvation to him. So we get into our lesson this morning, the dishonorable son. 
shameful demand. We're looking at verses 11 and 12 in our text this morning. So it reads, and he said, there was a certain man who had two sons. Uh, so here Jesus is relying uh, referencing a story about a certain man that had two sons, no particular two sons, but just had two sons. And, and these two sons were to be able to show the relationship between an older and, and a younger one, one that, that received mercy, one that wouldn't show mercy. So it's showing these two sons for two different opinions. So we are looking at that. Verse 12 says, And the younger of them, said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that befalleth me. And he divided unto them his living. So children traditionally did not uh, receive any inheritance until the father's death. But this younger son requested his portion uh, before his father died. So in essence, he was saying, Father, I wish you was dead so I could get my inheritance. So that was the difficult uh, trying to deal with this situation, this father being able to give the son the inheritance, knowing it wasn't time. So here he said that once the son requested it, he divided those things among his living. See, each son had received a, a portion of the father's property based on his inheritance. Usually the older son gets the greater inheritance and the younger son next. But here the younger son was asking for his inheritance right now. But based on the law of Moses says that this older son would receive a double portion. Either son's portion could have been land or houses or property or wealth or anything else. The son's request implied the tremendous dishonor toward his father and exhibited a rebellious attitude toward the whole family. Telling the whole family, I, I wish my daddy was dead and I wish that I would get all of my stuff before y'all. So he was... Uh, tremendously selfish and he did not respect his father or the traditions of the family. So let's look at verses 13. Selfish decisions. And how not many days that the younger son gathered uh, all together and he took a journey into a far country and there he wasted his substance on riotous living. See, no, no, this young son who didn't respect the father, didn't respect the family, I would not think that he would respect money. He wouldn't respect the inheritance and what the inheritance would mean to him. So this young son, after his father had gave him his portion, many days he got himself together. And, and not only did he want to not respect his father, he thought that the best thing he could do was get away from home, get away from his father. He said that I'm going to go into a far country. Get away from the control of the house. Get away from the control of the family. Get away from what uh, uh, he had to accomplish in order for to show that respect unto his family. Amen. He said, but while he was there in that far country, yep. away from his family, he, he lost everything. Yeah, he, he wasted his substance on what? Riotous living. The son did not lose the substance of his inheritance through shrewd but failed investment. And still he wasted his substance on undisciplined behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, he devoured it on harlots in, the, in his riotous life. So he piled shame upon shame. He brought further disgrace to his father and his family. All gluttonous and riotous living. 
His father has raised him in the right way. But you can raise your children in the right way. It doesn't mean that they're going to go in the right way. But this man uh, was raised right. He had been sown inside of him everything that would make him into the person that God wanted him to be. But he rejected everything that his father tried to teach him. And he chose to go his own way. Verse 14 said that when he had spent all that he had... There arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Mm. See, when God blesses you, it's, it's, it's up to you to have enough discipline and responsibility to care for the blessings that God has given you. Mm -hmm. So this young man, he receives everything. I, I think my wife will remember I got a sermon. I said too much, too soon. Too much too soon. When you're young and irresponsible, sometimes too much too soon mm -hmm. will come and your blessing will become a curse. It will yep. give you everything that you don't need mm -hmm. at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. See, God's timing is perfect, ain't it? Yes. Uh, that's what my sister yes. got on the wall yes. in, the, in the store. In there. God's timing is perfect. perfect. And if we would wait on God's timing, everything would be all right. But when we desire the things that we think we want before it's time... Those things will become a detriment to us. And here this young man got everything he needed. He got everything he wanted too much, too soon. Mm -hmm. He ended up wasting everything. And then when he wasted everything, he began to be in want. Mm -hmm. See, when you used to living a certain way, when you lose everything, now you got to be able to get, try to live with a new way of life. Try to live with less. Try to live with different challenges. So when you waste everything you got, that means now you, you're going to be in want because now I'm not able to live at the same level I was living. Yep. You know, everything that he did was on top. They call it top shelf. Everything that he did was top shelf yeah. while he had the money. Right. But then when the money was gone, he couldn't get anything off top shelf, bottom shelf, yeah. or any no shelf. Yeah. No he shelf. was lost and he began to be in want. Verse 15 said, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the field to sweep, excuse me, to feed swine. Man. That that F and that W gets you, don't it? He's going to feed swine. So he put him out to feed the hogs. Hogs were a, a total dishonor to any Jewish. They couldn't touch, they couldn't eat. But this man thought because of his situation, you can get so far down until all you do is look down. Mm -hmm. You look down and down is all that you realize. But God will allow you sometimes to get down mm -hmm. in order for you to look up. This young man had to be put in a position that he had no other option is to be able to look up. To be able to look up and see how good he had it before he lost everything. Mm -hmm. See, when we go out and want to leave home, we don't realize how good we have it. We got it real good, but then we want to leave home and go out there and be on our own. But then when you go out and be on your own, you got to realize that now everything that you lose, you is your responsibility to replace it. Mm -hmm. Dad ain't going to replace it no more. Mama ain't going to replace it no more. The family is not there for you anymore. So you're out there by yourself. And now you find yourself hungry. Verse 16 said that he became so fain that he would have filled his belly with the husk of the swine that did eat. And no man gave unto him all of his budget, 
Everybody, while he was at Top Chef living, was living along with him, enjoying all of his inheritance. But when the money ran out, when the money ran out, the friends ran out. His associates ran out. Yep. And uh, he got to that point where he said that I'm going to eat hog slop. Mm. If y'all understand hog slop, hog slop is where you take vegetables and scrap foods and you put it in a bucket and that bucket gets filled up with waste and they mm. feed it to the hog. So that's hog slop, the husk yep. of the hog. He got to that point where he said, I am so hungry that I feel as though that I would eat the husk or their hog slop in order for the meal. Mm -hmm. But then it's good to know that God will allow you to see yourself. Mm -hmm. huh? Did you ever see yourself when you were out there and didn't know which way to turn and mm -hmm. God allowed you to see yourself? Verse 17 says, And when he came to he himself, he said, How many hired servants has in my father's and have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? Mm -hmm. See, God will allow you to step out there and do whatever you think you're big enough to do. But ain't it good to know that God's grace and mercy will allow you to see yourself. Yeah. And when you come to yourself and begin to see yourself, that's the only point that you can do something about yourself. It's amazing how many people out there that are 60, 70 years old ain't never came to themselves yet. You got to come to yourself to be able to see yourself so that you can see yourself in relationship to that perfect image that Christ has. Then you see how far you're off. We are very far off. So this man did he what? Came to himself. Came to himself. That's a good thing, ain't it? Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't care how bad you get. I don't care how far you get off. If God can put it in your spirit, spirit with his mercy and his grace for you to what? Come to yourself. Oh, oh, you got another opportunity, ain't that right? Amen. So he came to himself, and he said that my father got servants living better than I am. And I'm my father's son, and his servants are better than I am because of the fact that I wasted everything I had. And he said that I'm sitting here starving, and I'm my father's son, ain't it? Yep. Huh, my father got a position in town. He got a position in community, and I'm my father's son, and here I am starving and I am out here hungry because of my foolish decisions. And then he, once he came to himself, he, 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 he decided to make a decision. Mm -hmm. See, once you come to yourself, you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to make a decision or you're going to continue to listen to, to, to the, 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 the individual, that person on the inside of you that got you in that position. Or are you going to listen to that, that thought that Christ put in your head that you need to do something about yourself. See, that old self is going to tell you everything is all right, ain't it? But here it is now, the spirit inside of you is telling you that it should not be that way. I have no business being hungry. I have no business being starving. I have no business going through with what I'm dealing with because of the fact that I'm my father's son. Mm -hmm. I'm my father's son. Mm -hmm. and, and if I'm my father's son, I can live better than this. Yeah. So what he did, once he came to himself, mm -hmm. verse 18 says that I will arise. See, think about it. He is not saying what he did. He is saying what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I will arise and I'll go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You got to come to yourself and go back 
and to be able to make things right. You can't move forward without making things right. See, a lot of times we mess with folk and folk mess with us, and we try to move forward without making things right. You got to make things right. He said, I'm going to rise and I'm going to go to my father, say to my father, I've sinned against heaven and against thee. I, I, I've disrespected you. I've dishonored you. And I'm coming back home. Mm -hmm. But he came back home right. Mm -hmm. Verse 19 says that I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your high servants. I've disobeyed you. I've disrespected you. Mm -hmm. But I want to come home. Mm -hmm. But I'm coming home. I'm not even worthy to be called your son. When I mm -hmm. come home, I'll come home as one of your high servants. That's how bad things done got. Mm. See, things can get so bad, you coming home any way you can. Any way you can. He said, I'm no more worthy to be called that son. Make me one of your high servants. Mm -hmm. Then we look at the compassionate father. Emotional reconciliation in verse 20. It says that he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great fall, his father saw him and had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and he kissed him. You know, we had a men's uh, program there at, uh, at Hills Creek and uh, I was the head of the men's day service there and we had a young minister that came and, and he said that a lot of times when you're dealing with God's grace and mercy, he said grace is almost like, like a, a mercy standing on tiptoes. You know, one gives you mercy, the other one gives you grace. But one gives you a little bit further. It's like hope. Hope is like uh, it's faith standing on tiptoes. When you look at, faithfully I'm looking out and I'm hoping that everything's going to be all right. But this father was standing on tiptoes. He was looking and he saw a son of all. And when he saw that son of all, he recognized his walk. He mm -hmm. recognized his stance. He, his, his, he recognized how he moved. And when he recognized, he recognized that his son was on his way back home. And, and because of the love that he had for his son, he had compassion on him. Mm -hmm. He ran and he told him how much he had messed up. He told him how much he had done wrong. He told him that you shouldn't have never done that. You shouldn't have never home. But he didn't tell him that, did he? Huh? That's what we do, won't it? Mm -hmm. You left home, you make your bed and you sleep in it, and you left home, and when you left home, don't you never come back? Mm -hmm. God is not like that, isn't it? This father was representing the Spirit of God, and he said that when this father saw him off, when God sees you on the way back, God looks up with hope, and he looks up with compassion, and he's wanting you to be able to come, to come back to him. So God is waiting with what? Open arms to be able to come. And, and he said when his father saw, his father ran and fell on his neck and he kissed him. This son that had been lost is now found. And, and, and sometimes we just don't understand it. It's not in our lesson today. The brother just couldn't get it. He, he left home. When he left home, I was here. I stayed here. I never left. I was here with you all the time. So why did you welcome him back? Why did you open arms to him when he left on his own goodwill? See, sometimes we just don't have the same love and compassion that God has. As parents, we don't have it. As brothers and sisters, sometimes we just don't have it. But sometimes we got to understand that God, it's like that. God doesn't have that to hold grudges against us. God is wanting us to have 
uh, the love to want to come back to him. And when we have that love to want to come back to him, God is there to welcome us back. So verse 21 says, And the son said to the father, I have what? Sinned against heaven. He said I was going to do it. But then he's telling his father, I sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to call thy son. See, this son committed to the plan that I'm going to go home and I'm going to ask my father for forgiveness. See, sometimes the devil will change your mind before you get home. Eh? When I get home, you know, I'm going to tell him, I, I, I want the rest of my stuff. Yeah. You know, don't realize that when you left, you took all of your stuff with you. <laughs> but the thing is, this son come back with a plan to repent and come back with humility to humble himself before his father because he knew that he disrespected his father. He That's knew that. the situation that he was in, but this father had mercy and love for him. So this gracious celebration, let's look at it, verse 22. But when the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Mm. He said that when you left home, you're looking good. But when you come back to me, I'm going to restore you back to full fellowship. I'm not going to come back and have you walking around me looking like that you out there been in a hog pen. God don't want you to stay looking like you in a hog pen. When you come back, God want to restore you mm -hmm. to full fellowship. Yeah. And he said, bring a fatted calf, kill it, and let us eat and be merry. Yeah. Uh, let us eat. He said, for this my son mm -hmm. was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. This father mm -hmm. whose son had went away, walked away, took his inheritance, disrespected his father, but because of the love that this father had for his son, he welcomed him back. Mm -hmm. My son was lost, but now he's found. He was dead, but he's now alive again. So we got to understand that all of us sometimes get caught up. We get drawn away from God sometimes, but we serve a God that is merciful and he's kind mm -hmm. and he's gracious. God is waiting with open arms to come back when we mess up. And we're that prodigal son. We're the one that messed up. But God is asking us to just come on back home. Come on back home. He said that if you would repent, confess your sin, he is faithful to forgive you all of your sins. And not only that, he will what cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. So we thank God. Beautiful lesson conclusion this morning. Today's parable invites all people to embrace the upside down nature of the family of God. In this family, God offers and desires reunion where broken relationships exist. We have, uh, we may feel shamefully or unworthy as the parable of the younger son felt, but however, like the parable's father, God is generous and merciful. His generosity has been displayed for centuries. And like a shepherd who cares for his flock, God cares for his people and provides for their needs. And such actions give testimony to all people of God's generosity and his faithfulness. God welcomes all people to become his blessed children into his family. He desired that his people to feel hope and not shame. I told you, you need to have that hope of looking beyond your situation and believe that God got a better day for you. So now he says that in their little children abide in me and we, when he shall appear, 
we may have that confidence and not be ashamed before him and his coming. Coming out of Romans, I think, second chapter, that's is verses 28. So we thank God for that. Our prayer this evening or this morning, excuse me, is Heavenly Father. You are loving, you are merciful, you are, you are kind. We rejoice that you accept us into your family and you love us. Help us to reveal your kindness and generosity to others in Jesus' name. Amen. So our thought to remember is that you need to return to God. Have you walked away? Have you turned your back? Have you did things within your family that you need to go back? But don't worry about it. Go on and return into your home. Return into your family. Return into God. God is a merciful God. He is standing there waiting for you with his arms wide open to welcome you back into the family. That's what God does. He's welcomed us back to his family into the full fellowship that we can have with him. And now we can enjoy all of those blessings. Ain't it amazing that we can fall out of fellowship, but we can come back and get back into fellowship, and enjoy all of the blessings that God has in store for us. God bless you this morning. May heaven ever smile upon you. We thank God for you joining us this morning in our Sunday school hour. We hope that you enjoyed the lesson, beautiful lesson, beautiful lesson about God's graciousness and his mercy. And we ask that you just continue to be supportive of us and to pray for our ministry here at On The Wall Ministries. And we thank God for your presence. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And we hope that we have said some things that will uh, touch somebody's heart to be able to help them to realize that in spite of their mistakes, that God is a merciful God. He is a kind God. And through the lesson of this prodigal son, we realize that God is there always waiting for us to come back in full fellowship. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. We'll prepare ourselves for our worship service this morning. We're going to prepare for Holy Communion. As we uh, finish up our worship service this morning, we ask each of you to have some way of bread or some way of juice so that we